up, MMA fans? This is your host, Ryan Truins. Welcome to episode number 21 of the Ear to the Canvas podcast. Uh, it's been about two weeks since I last recorded, so we've had a ton of ton of uh, action, specifically UFC 252 this past Saturday, where we got to watch Stipe edge out DC in a decision to defend his heavyweight belt, and DC obviously uh, is done going out with the loss. It sucks, but... Uh, it's a part of sports. Most people don't go out on top. And DC had a hell of a career. And he's definitely respected by the masses within the sport and the fans. Uh, he's going to have a great career as a commentator, like he already is in the midst of doing. Uh, but Stipe rolls forward as the greatest heavyweight of all time. And he's got more of a legacy to write. He's going to be, I think he takes on Francis Ngannou next, without a doubt, Ngannou deserves it, Dana agrees. So I think that'll be next, I think they'll probably put that for the December pay-per-view. I expect that fight to probably be the main event with, I just see the co-main event being the uh, bantamweight belt, Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling, I could see being the co-main on that uh, in December. And then maybe we get a female title fight as maybe three title fights. It's possible for December cards are stacked, usually, the pay-per-view. Um, so the heavyweight pitch is a lot of fun right now. We had also another heavyweight showcase this past Saturday. Jar- Jarzinho Rosenstreit uh, finished Junior Dos Santos. Uh, made a statement, proved that he's a legit contender at heavyweight. Uh, great performance against finished a former champ. JDS has lost three straight fights now, which uh, obviously sucks for him. <laughs> uh, he never even lost back-to-back fights in his career up until now, and now he's lost three straight. <clears throat> so he's going to definitely have a lot, a lot of work to do to get back towards another title shot. Uh, as for Rosenstreut, though, he... There's really no dance partner right now for him because you got Derek Lewis now taking on Curtis Blades. That's going to be happening in late November. So Lewis can get down to like 240 or whatever he wants to get down to. Um, that's going to be happening in November. Winner of that's going to be looking for a title shot. Uh, then you obviously got Ngannou and Stipe. DC's retiring. Then you got Rosenstreit there. He already beat Overeem. I don't, I don't see them making that fight. Uh, it could be Volkov, though. Volkov is coming off a loss to Blades. They could make that fight. It's really the only... He's the only guy out there that makes any sense for Rosenstreich, honestly. Um, and John Jones has entered the mix at heavyweight, officially vacating the white heavyweight belt. And he is going to be fighting at heavyweight in his next fight. Now, it's going to be interesting to see when that will be and who it will be against. Because, again, Ngannou versus Stipe, probably going to be in December, I would think. Um, does John Jones fight before then a heavyweight in a fight that's not for the title? I would pro- I would guess no. I would say that he's waited this long, he probably waits for the winner of Ngannou and Stipe, and they give him the title shot. That would be my guess. 
Um, just really, who else? He could fight Rosenstreich, but that's a high-risk fight in your heavyweight debut, especially for it not being for the title. You vacated the title that you already owned, the 205 belt. You don't own that anymore. Reyes and Jan Blachowicz are fighting for that. Um, so I think Jones waits until he gets the title shot. If they give him Stipe before they give Ngannou Stipe, I'd be shocked, especially with what Dana said. He said that Ngannou's for sure next, so I'd be shocked. Um, Ngannou would really, um, he would definitely have a light to stand on in an argument in that one, because I would be on his side, because he is definitely next. He's beaten, what, four straight guys and, and under, like, three minutes uh, for all four fights. He's on an incredible streak. He's earned another shot at Stipe. Uh, he's a better fighter than he was when he first fought Stipe. And that's why he's opened up as the favorite. He's frightening right now, what he's doing to guys. Um, so, yeah, and then other news came out. I think it was yesterday, MMA Junkie reported it, I believe, that Israel Adesanya is willing to follow John Jones up to heavyweight to fight him, which is crazy. When I saw that, I almost I almost thought he was joking. Um, he said, though, that in the interview that he fought guys at heavyweight and kickboxing. So I guess he's done it before, sort of. But I just cannot picture out of sign you fighting at heavyweight. That'd be wild. Um, it was it was hard enough to see him going up to two hundred five. Let alone heavyweight. That'd be crazy. Um, but that's what Adesanya said. He's got he's fighting a uh, a scary fella <laughs> next month. Paulo Costa undefeated. He's huge. Powerful. Um, I think Adesanya gives him a lot of problems, though, on the feet. Just such a huge advantage in terms of uh, technique and gauging space, counter-striking. Polo's just going to put his foot on the gas and come at Adesanya. And I think that could be his demise. Uh, it's still still got a, about five weeks until that one, so I'm not going to talk too much about it on this podcast, but that's my early thoughts on it. Um, so, light heavyweight belt is vacant, and Dominic Reyes and Jan Bohovich will be fighting for it uh, on Adesanya Costa card. That'll be on September 26th, next month, UFC 253. Uh, that is a great fight. It was really just a matter of time before they uh, took the belt away from John. He's just been sitting out too long. He's made it very clear that he's disinterested in running it back with Reyes right now. Despite the, f- despite the fact that that fight, many, de- many fans, many analysts, journalists, whatever, former fighters, many of them gave it to Reyes. Um... It was an insanely close fight. It's crazy that he didn't was disinterested in the rematch. And even the fight before that was really, really close against Teodro Santos. But he's not interested in 
the rematches down there for whatever reason. I get it that the money's bigger at heavyweight and he wants to be a two-division champ. For sure, I get it. But I do not get Howie to be so disinterested in fighting Reyes. Um, but Reyes will get another chance at the belt. And here we are, he's fighting Blahovich. A guy who also deserves to fight for the belt. Really, him, Santos deserves another shot at the belt. Uh, maybe he'll be next, we'll see. But light heavyweight is still fun. Even without John Jones in it, it's still a lot of fun. Um, another fight that I think should be made right at the top there is Glover Teixeira, I think, should fight Yuri Prohaska. That is the fight to make there. Um, I think Glover's ranked 4th, Yuri's ranked 6th. Uh, it would be Yuri's second UFC fight. He finished Volkan Uzumir in his debut not too long ago. Crazy, entertaining fight. Uh, this guy's going to be a star in the UFC. He definitely gets hit. We haven't seen him on the ground, so there's definitely some question marks with Yuri. But... He ate the punches that Vulcan hit him with, and he delivers some huge power. Uzumir doesn't get finished, and he put him out. Um, so I think he should be fighting Glover Teixeira next. And Teodro Santos, whenever he's ready to fight, um, he could fight the loser of Reyes and Blahovich, or he could fight the winner. He could get that next shot. We'll see. Uh, light heavyweight's in good hands, though. I mean, Dominic Reyes just got that one loss. It was to John Jones. It was many people thought he won. Uh, the guy is a very viable uh, champion, honestly. But Jan Bohovic has that Polish power. Uh, you saw what he did to Tori Anderson and Luke Rockhold. If he catches Dom right, he could put him out. Bohovic could be champion for sure. That's going to be a fun, fun co-main event, UFC 253. Uh, moving down to welterweight. Actually, let's just go in order. We've talked about heavyweight, light heavyweight now. Let's go to middleweight. Um, Halloween, Anderson Silva is taking on Uriah Hall. That fight has been announced. Uh, Anderson Silva was baiting some people, saying that him and Connor agreed to terms to fight at middleweight. Never really bought into that because it just makes no sense, especially for Connor. I mean, it made sense for Anderson. That'd be a huge money fight at this point in his career. Um, but it makes no sense for Connor. Never bought it. So here we are. He's fighting Uriah Hall, who was supposed to fight Yoel Romero, which would have been a more interesting fight. Definitely a tougher fight for Uriah, uh, Yoel, but. Here we are, he fights Anderson Silva, the middleweight GOAT. Um, he's, what, 43 or something? Definitely, I think he's got two fights left on his contract, and he plans to fulfill those. So, this fight's probably not even going to be the end of the last time we see Anderson. Uh, I think it'll be a competitive fight. He's just, he's obviously not the same as he was when he was in his prime or even shortly after that. Uh, Uriah is not the same, though. I think Uriah is better, though, at this point in his career. 
Uh, going to be a stand-up fight, probably. We'll see if Anderson tries to use his jiu-jitsu. But yeah, that's going to be a main event, too, which is pretty crazy. That's going to be a, I guess, as of now, five-round fight. I don't know the last time Anderson fought a five-rounder. But I think that's going to be a five-round fight as of now. So look out for that. Uh, moving down to welterweight, a couple things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, first, Cowboy versus Nico Price on September 19th. Uh, that As soon as that I saw that fight was announced, smiles came to my face. Because that is just going to be such a fun fight. Uh, it's kind of crazy that just in January, Cowboy was fighting Conor McGregor. And here we are now, he's fighting Nico Price. I mean, Nico's good. Nico could beat Cowboy. It's just going to be a wild scrap for as long as it lasts. Nico's not ranked right now, and neither is Cowboy. Uh, I mean, Cowboy's ranked at lightweight, but this is going to be at welterweight. Um... It's crazy how he goes from fighting in January against the sports biggest star on a pay-per-view main event, and here we are, he's going to be fighting Nico Price on September 19th. Uh, his last fight was against Pettis, it was super close, very competitive, not a bad fight either, I think it was the featured prelim on the card. Um, I don't know, September 19th. This isn't going to be a main event, is it? I don't... Oh, September 19th is going to be the uh, Tyron Woodley and Colby Covington fight. So this will probably be the co-main event, I'm sure. And that's a really good co-main. That's going to be a fun, fun fight. Very fun fight. Um, so going to stick at welterweight. Jorge Masvidal. I just don't understand why he won't fight Leon Edwards. I really don't. He wants to fight for the bell. He was saying that him and, uh, I think he was saying him and Gilbert should fight because for the vacant bell, because Kamaru's uh, a little injured, going to be out for a little while, but that doesn't make sense. Masvidal clearly lost the fight. I know it was on a week's notice, but still, Masvidal needs another win before he gets a title shot, and Leon Edwards is right there calling him out. This fight would have hype. Because of what happened backstage, it would be super, super competitive. I know more people know who Jorge Masvidal is, but Leon is right there with him as a fighter in terms of skill. And he's a different fighter. He's more, uh, he'll touch you. He's kind of like how Adesanya touches you over and over and over. He's not looking for the power shot how Jorge Masvidal throws everything into like those body kicks that he throw that he's been throwing. Um different styles for sure. But it would be such an incredible fight. And that is the fight that should be made. I just don't understand why Masvidal won't take it. It's gotta be on his end because Leon's been calling him out. So it's gotta be on Masvidal's end. That's the fight to make. I really hope the UFC gets Masvidal on board, and gets that fight made, because uh, I know that most UFC fans, especially all the diehard UFC fans, would be dying to see that fight. 
dying to. Um, yeah, so lower divisions besides that. I mean, lightweight, not much going on right now. Uh, still waiting on what Tony does. You got Charles Oliveira. He's going to be taking on Benil Dariush. That's a really fun fight. Uh, two guys that are definitely avoided. Charles Oliveira is probably the most avoided in the sport. Definitely right, right up there. And if, I mean, nobody higher than that wanted to fight him. It's crazy. The guy deserves one of those top five guys, but it's a shame. Uh, but he fights Benil Dariush, who is another high-risk fight. Because this guy's on some sort of run. And he's dangerous, both on the feet and the ground. And so is Oliveira. That's going to be a wild fight. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Featherweight. I know Sadiq Yusuf. Who's he fighting? Is he fighting Islam? I know Sadiq Yusuf just signed a fight. Uh, Featherweight's a great division. You got Ortega and Korean Zombie. That's happening finally. Uh, Zabit and Yair is happening still. That's great. And other than that, you're still waiting on things to uh, kind of sort out down there in the bottom of the division. Then you got Bantamweight. Jan versus Sterling should have been made already. Let's get it going. Garbrandt's going down to flyweight. Uh, I think Marais is fighting Sanhagen. If I'm uh, not mistaken. Uh, I know Marlon Vera called out Jimmy Rivera, which is interesting. That's a good call out. Jimmy, though, fought at featherweight in his last fight and looks pretty good up there. So we'll see what he decides to do in terms of that. Um, O'Malley. Not ranked, obviously. Uh, he's got to rethink some things. He's definitely just got to... I, I think he's doing this, too. Just take a step back. Out of the spotlight. Understand that he's just, what, 25 years old. That was by far the biggest test of his career. A guy in Vera who was not getting respected coming into this fight. He's just got to take a step back. I think a good opponent for him next would be a guy like Nathaniel Wood. I don't think he'll fight a top 15 guy. Nathaniel Wood would make a lot of sense for me for O'Malley next. But this injury that he has, uh, it seems, and I heard Chael Sonnen talking about this, that it's a sprain of some sort on the, like the top of the ankle, which is Chael was saying that he has seen these doctors talk about it and how it could be a bitch to heal that like take a long time he used the analogy that Anderson Silva's compound fracture against Chris Weidman like that injury would take less time to heal than completely than the injury that O'Malley has suffered so that's tough and this is a guy that has had injuries Guy had to take a couple years off because of injuries. Really, worst case scenario would happen for O'Malley this past Saturday, but it's n it's not something that he can't overcome. It's not. He's just got to get healthy. Got to get healthy.
and he could definitely still be a big star in the sport. I mean, they gave him the co-made event on a pay-per-view. That just says everything. And it was deserved. I mean, kinda. <laughs> kinda deserved. I mean, JDS and Rose and Shuri probably should have been the co-main event, but... Oh, Maui and Ver That was gonna be a sick fight, too, before that injury. I mean, who knows if... He didn't get injured on that light kick. Who's to say he wouldn't get injured on, like, the next one or the one after that? So who knows? He's just got to figure that out and get healthy. Um, flyweight. Cody's going down there to fight Figueredo. That's going to be a sick... That's going to be a wild fight. Uh, that might be the most watched flyweight fight of all time. I would not be surprised. Uh, I really like Brandon Roy Val in that division too. A ten as a up and comer, really like him. Flyweight's in good hands. I like the flyweight division right now. It's a good division. Uh, there's no way they're getting rid of it. Figueredo. I mean, he's gonna be a tough man to beat. Cody's gonna go down there. We'll see what he looks like at one twenty-five. Gonna be very interesting. Uh, but that's just about it on the updates and what's going on in the UFC. Heavyweight pitcher is a lot of fun. White heavyweight belt is vacant. We know who's fighting for it and when. Adesanya to heavyweight. We'll see. He's got to get through Costa, though. Not an easy task. I see a lot of people kind of turning on Izzy, too, online. I mean, I was just scrolling through like comments on videos that he's been in recently. And it seems like people are like kind of turning on him. Maybe it's the pink hair. The earring that he has. It's possible. I mean, I don't love the pink hair. I liked it more when he bleached it. But I'm not really to say. It, it's not going to take away from his insane talents inside the octagon. What color hair he has. So. Uh, that's going to be like Dana said. If it's not going to be the fight of the year, it's going to be one of them. Next month, Adesanya Costa. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be on MMA Reloaded's podcast again this Friday. So look out for that. Otherwise, back to sports page, B-A-C-K, sports page. It's where you can find my articles. Uh going to be posting a couple more this week. Trying to get like four or five out a week. And uh, other than that, be back with another episode early next week. So enjoy the fights this weekend. We got Mike Rodriguez. And Joe Selecki. What a coincidence that the two UFC fighters I've interviewed so far are fighting on the same card. Pretty wild. They're fighting this Saturday on the Edgar Munoz card. ESPN, ESPN Plus. Watch that. Gonna be a ton of fun. Uh, And I'll be back early next week. So enjoy the weekend. Peace.